Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Kong Roundtable. I had to correct it in my head because I was thinking of King Kong versus Godzilla, which would make this episode six. But no, we did that last time, not this time. <laughs> Way before. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, as always, you're joined by me, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye, and... Ton here once again. And Crash here, per usual. Late. <laughs> on time kind of doesn't matter <laughs> but <laughs> we're ready <laughs> okay so today we are covering king kong lives from 1986 the sequel to 1976's king kong um i feel like this is the first movie where we're really going against the grain <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd say so like we were shin critical at least me and time but not like oh shin's bad this is like um something <laughs> crash i'll very much I'll, shocked by what we saw very surprised <laughs> crash I'll, I'll i'll let you break it to everybody um yeah uh i'd say we generally enjoyed had fun with king kong lives for the most part <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we 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 got we came into this everyone we heard and talked about it was like oh yeah king kong lives literal worst movie of all time worst kong thing ever complete garbage and uh, and obviously you know seeing as like one the sequel to king kong 76 movie that's already not very good and <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just from everything we've heard about it's it was like yeah it's gonna be fucking garbage but surprisingly it was it was enjoyable it was fun to watch yeah <laughs> just much different from what we expected at the very least <laughs> yeah. so I, I guess crash i'll let you give your out of 10 rating first and then, and then um, i'll let fun go yeah i'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10 i really enjoyed it wow <laughs> a lot more than i expected to mm-hmm. ton uh it gets a 6.5 out of me oh huh, cool for me it would be a 6 out of 10 Mm-hmm. Which for a movie that has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> that, 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 that's like the kicker. Like, come on, zero percent, literal worst, 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 worst thing ever. Come on. <laughs> come on. All, all I'll say is, if people can stand for Godzilla vs Megalon, I can stand for King Kong Lives. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good comparison. But um, yeah, we'll get into it now because there's, there's a lot to talk about. This movie, it's really unique, really strange. Yeah. For King movie but i think that's part of what makes it fun to watch so yeah king kong lives was directed by john gehrman gehrman I, I can't pronounce his name still coming back from king kong 76 and it was produced by dino de laurentis again oh my god why did that <laughs> name last name yeah <laughs> so yeah this film came out 10 years later which is something partly because king kong 76 wasn't a massive success it did well enough to get a sequel going but not enough, really, to um, like, like some, rush like, it. development, yeah. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of the direction this time around? This this movie has a very like like old school monster movie feel. It's very like mm-hmm. fast paced, cuts around yeah. a lot. It always kind of keeps things moving. So it was really interesting going. To, it reminded me a lot of um like the old Showa movies we used to mm-hmm. watch in terms of like pacing and fast direction of it yeah so um, it was it was fun to get that especially compared to 76 it's very slow like pacing and direction there ton 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like the direction really improved. Um, I'm not sure if maybe there's just more of a creative vision for this movie or just better budget to work with, but like it, it look it still has that kind of like Jurassic Park energy from '76, and it, it like just looks a lot better. And it feels a lot more um unique in a way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't know. I feel like there's a little more energy that came into this one. Yeah, yeah, I say so. I feel like I feel like that was definitely like one of the most standout things for me about this one was how much better the pacing was compared to last time, especially. <laughs> yeah. Because last time was dreadful pacing wise. Can you imagine watching the three hour cut? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And from what I've heard, apparently the pacing in that one's even worse. Oof. Oh my. It's just a very slow movie, 76. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one always like kept things moving, generally. It was always a lot faster. Things got into action a lot quicker than you expected. And it's not even that long of a movie, right? It's like one hour 40? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one hour 44, which it's is not, like, not long yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. That's that's like as long as a few of the Sherlock films, I believe. Yeah, that, yeah I think around the same. It's yeah. not the shortest Kong movie, because I think... Because Son of Kong, obviously... Yeah. yeah. Son of Kong is only an hour 10. <laughs> Well, I know I hate it. 30s movies is extra short. Yeah. But, yeah, so the direction I say was an improvement. Like yeah, overall. same. I mean, like, the I like can't the, tell if there's a bigger budget here or not. Do you know for sure? The budget's I, actually smaller this time. That's, yeah. I, I can imagine. Like, 10 years later, yeah. okay, you want to make a sequel? Okay, fine. But, like, we'll only give you, like, 10%. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I guess, do we want to start start with monsters or, or characters first? Um, there's... I guess we can do characters first, because I think the monsters are more interesting. Okay, sure. <laughs> Generally. <laughs> Alright, let me pull up the names. I should have been more prepared. One second. <laughs> Yeah, if I'm being honest, I I cannot really remember the names of the main characters in this movie <laughs> as much. Yeah, there's not too many, so I'll just do a refresher. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's only worth mentioning the big two, and I'll do yeah, um, uh, everybody else after. So yeah, the big two characters in this film are um uh, Brian Kerwin, who plays Hank Mitchell, who I who is not I believe who's definitely um uh, that like Indiana Jones type guy who mm-hmm. found Lady Kong. Yeah. What did you guys think of him? him uh hank <laughs> at first i i was me like oh this guy's like the jack fuck boy of the movie <laughs> <laughs> but um I, i'd say overall he kind of had like a redemption arc of like being less of a conceited bastard that started to care for something more especially when he met mm-hmm. him, you know the second protagonist of the movie yeah but, um, yeah he was he was fun to watch on screen for the most part. i feel like he's a lot better of a character than um Jack was though. I feel like while he has some weird moments, he I feel like he's more consistent. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, like at least he's not like flip flopping in his ideals and randomly like being like, oh no, I'm a good guy now. Because <laughs> he he starts off you know like an asshole, but he he stays consistent and like better himself by the end. I would say. Yeah, that's the thing. Come on, go on, Tom. Yeah. Um... Hank kind of feels like kind of like a hybrid of Jack and Carl Denham kind of role wise, yeah. and it ends up it ends up kind of working well for him because they really take the likable traits from those kind of art characters and make 
really make um, um, Hank stand on his own. And Brian Kerwin just does a really good job giving him kind of a distinctive personality. Yeah. He, just, he has like a charm to him. He's he really... He, he, oh, go on. I was going to say yeah, he has a lot of charisma in the role. He's really likable too, which is something to me because of because like like in comparison to Jack last time, who was like you said, kind of a to excuse the pun, jackass. This time around, <laughs> I like while he starts off a little bit sleazy. I feel mm-hmm. like his arc for the most part works, where he starts to get invested in Kong, yeah, rather than Jack, who it's like, why do you care so much, and why do you keep flip flopping on your opinions on on Kong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you're gonna change, like stay consistent with the change, as opposed to like going back and then going back again, like Jack kept mm-hmm. doing frequently in '76. Because yeah, like. Like it's it's not like like the most complex here, but it works. It comes together. Like yeah, the only weird scene for me with him was initially when Lady Kong and King Kong are escaping from that facility. He helps them escape, and I feel like that wasn't set up enough. But after that, though, I feel like yeah, it all it, it all flows crazy. together. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I think he's pretty likable. I think he's fun. Also, I feel like them using Indiana Jones. To a degree, works because, like, yeah. come on, it, it's indie. It, it it works well when you <laughs> when you mix that. Although I forgot to say before we started, because before we start about the characters, we always talk about how the movie portrays natives. This is probably oh, yeah. the least racist King Kong movie from America <laughs> so far. Oh, wow, what what a what a benchmark. Good job, not racist. <laughs> they have a not racist badge. Congratulations. <laughs> Tom, do, Tom, do you want to continue your role as explaining what we mean? Uh, Sure. Um, the only natives that show up in this movie are um, indigenous people of Borneo. Yeah. Uh, I'm not f- too familiar with the Bornean people, so someone from Borneo can chime in. Uh, but, um, uh, it's a pretty quick scene. They help um, Hank capture Lady Kong by uh, shooting her with arrows. It's a pretty mm-hmm. quick scene. Like, yeah, they're wearing, like, the kind of naked and stuff, but they're not really doing anything other than helping Hank because he hired them, so... Yeah. On, a, on a Kong racism scale, it's like, a, a 0.5, maybe <laughs> 1. It depends on... Depends on how Borneans feel about it, but it, it's definitely a far improvement from what was in Kong seventy six? So probably yeah. like we yeah. went. Like, we, not like mm-hmm. I was gonna, like they're not like savages here. They're just like yeah, like he he works with them. He hired them. They work together for that. So it's like already just a step up from just being like oh this like plus it's also real really, really quick. It's only like ten seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's just that, and then the lady who's shaving him. Yeah, later, exactly. and that's really it. <laughs> so that helps when you don't have it, obviously, but wow. still. We're seeing an improvement, but that's going to go away next movie. So, well, good job, Rip. King Kong lives. You get you get the badge. Least <laughs> racist American Kong movie, and arguably least racist so far, depending on how you feel about escapes. One native. <laughs> Anyways, the other main character of the film is Linda Hamilton as Doctor Amy yeah. Franklin, and I think that's yeah. hilarious <laughs> that this was Sarah Connor here. Only two years after Terminator. That's really nuts. I wonder if she was like, oh yeah, King Kong, that's like the big one. Or there's something like I don't know. I'm just really surprised they got Linda Hamilton. 
but it was her her presence on here was really nice. Lana Hamilton's a great actor, and she, I say she brought a lot of Christmas to her role here as like especially it's just it's just amazing because like following up of seventy six is like two characters. It's just amazing how much better they are. To I watch. know, right? I mean, having an actual competent adult woman here that's not a fucking child, like in 76. We keep comparing to 76, but that's just you know, it's a direct sequel. And you, I don't feel like you can really ignore that as much. I don't yeah. Know, but um, yeah, Amy Franklin, uh, she's a surgeon. She works well. She's who brings back Kong to life and kind of has like another sort of attachment to the Kong in general, just, you know, I guess it's a very rare species, you know, caring about it, trying to study it, understand it more. And, um, yeah, but she's, she's also a really fun character, I'd say, and, like, her growth with Hank especially. It's much more... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. In comparison to King Kong relationships in movies, uh, I'd say it's probably up there with, like, escapes and having an actual, like, healthy relationship for the most part. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I'd say so. I feel like her connection with Kong here is a lot more consistent mm-hmm. than 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 like with Dwan back in I'm a Kong seventy six. I feel like like yeah. with Dwan there, I didn't really get when she started to care for Kong. It felt very random and sudden. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that connection is important to get in the Kong one, and here it's much it's it's much more natural. Yeah, she's actually like you know. Like performed the the giant surgery on him, and, and cared about him, like especially from like like a research perspective, and also just like you know as an animal. And then you know, Juan is just like she got kidnapped one time. She's like, no, I love Kong now. So yeah, it's just much better here, and like her and Hank, especially, just like two actual adults, as opposed to like Juan and Jack from last time, which at least, at least not adults in terms of mental capacity. There. Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> Like you said, yeah. she's she's much more mature than Dawn was, which is nice. But anyways, I'm done. Go on, if you have any. Thoughts. Yeah, I I really like um Amy in this. Linda Hamilton is just such a great actress. Really, she really just gets into her roles and portrays the characters very well. And um, and the thing I like about Amy is that like yes, she's a lot stronger character than Dawn, and I like how she's not just you know like another version of Anne. She doesn't yeah. really have like a romantic arc with Kong at all. It's more she's she's just the scientist here and she's like a competent scientist and even her like relationship with Hank, even though it starts off kinda of usual movie, you know, yeah. slap slap kiss kind of thing. They mm-hmm. they bond really quickly so their relationship feels like meaningful. Like you actually care about their relationship mm-hmm. as you watch the movie. Which was not what I was expecting when it first like started, but because mm-hmm. I thought it'd be like, oh, here we go, another generic force match. But, but it's actually yeah. kind of sweet as you watch. Exactly, because like usually yeah. in a lot of the Kong ones, it's kind of like the girl gets kidnapped, she gets saved by the guy, and she's like, oh, you're my hero, I love you. Then they fall in love. Mm-hmm. We've seen with a lot of these so far, so this was a nice change of pace. I liked it more. Yeah, I I feel like she's a marked improvement over Tuan, like like we've been saying, and I'm glad to finally have a female character in these, which finally has some agency because we haven't really seen that up until now, honestly. Well, well, yeah, Hilda. I was about to say that's what I just thought of. I feel like Hilda has it, but this is definitely um, what was I going to say? On a bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, yeah, those are the three. Those are the two real main characters. There's other human characters. There's the the bad guy. I think it's the same guy throughout, right? <laughs> the, yeah. The army man. Yeah, yeah. Though though he shows up in the middle when everything escapes. Yeah. Yeah. I should have called this one King Kong escapes, huh? But um, yeah. The, the, those are really the main ones, though. So I guess mm-hmm. we could go into the monsters now, or. Yeah, sure. Do we do we, do, have do, a... do we want to start with Kong or Lady Kong? Start with Kong, I guess. He's the main star. Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, Crash, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. So, so funny enough, <laughs> this movie follows directly off the events of '76, where Kong got fucking shot to death, fucking blown up and eviscerated, the blood everywhere in pieces. And falling off the, the 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 twin towers, and then he lands. And while we thought he was dead, it turns out he wasn't dead. <laughs> he was actually alive, just in a really like comatose state. I think is what they said. Yeah, yeah. Which, so is, they... which is really funny because like <laughs> he got he needs a heart transplant to get fixed from being falling. You just not, wanted to yeah. stay in long <laughs> biology molder. Come on. Every every, it, every important it, it, it's it's really funny though. Like like it's just like okay, he got shot like five hundred times and he fell. From the, the only twin, organ from the, that from matters the twin towers. is his heart. If his heart's working, everything else naturally works as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so, so um they they turned they kept him secret in this like bunker for like ten years, keeping him alive, and then they gotta do a heart transplant and bring him back. And so right from there, I'm just gonna say they changed his heart, which made him a different character from seventy six. So, um, but yeah, here he's, he's much more Kong-like, I'd say, like in mm-hmm. terms of like portrayal, like with the actor as well, and just in terms of as like, as a character, like he's much more like an animal. Like he wasn't like 33, being a Kong, being King Kong, I guess, if any of y'all want to chime in. Cause, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think his portrayal here is much more, it's much marked improvement from 76. It's much yeah, more I'd agree. More motivations and it's just more endearing as a monster here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you mentioned this when we, we watched it before, but um, this feels like the first major attempt to do a more sympathetic Kong in this movie. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like this is the first one which, like, actually invests into making Kong sympathetic rather than, like, having the... Like, Kong 6 was, was, like, tried to do that, but I don't think they pulled it off well, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was it was too quick there. Because here we get to see a lot more of Kong, you know, as a character's interactions with the Lady Kong, his motivations, and him just trying to just live by himself. Because he gets to the island, he escapes, and then he's just, not the island, the mainland, and he's just in Georgia. He's just chilling in the forest, and he just wants to be left alone. And throughout the movie, he says, they, you know, the army's constantly chasing him, attacking him, trying to hurt the person he loves, Lady Kong. And just builds him as a much more sympathetic character overall. And he only really, like, fights back when they're attacking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, in general, I'd say this King Kong was was a lot more endearing than usual. I'd agree. I'm uh, done. Uh, yeah, I agree with Crash. I really like King Kong in this. Um, I feel like overall he has a better design in the suit, and especially the animatronics, definitely. Um, the eyes aren't quite as expressive here, but mm-hmm. I'm willing to forgive it for the better suit. And, um, in general, he's just a lot more likable this time around. Like, you know, it's kind of like silly seeing him like get shot up <laughs> in '76 in here. It's just like, oh, he just needs a heart transplant. He's fine. 
Um, they give him a lot of personality, and yeah, like Crash said, he's a lot more justifiably sympathetic here. You actually care about this Kong, like, I mean, you like Kong, you like Kong, regardless. But mm-hmm. most of these movies, he's pretty clearly the antagonist. But mm-hmm. here, um, he, he he does feel more like, you know, kind of like an animal that's just kind of running loose and not really hurting every anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the the family aspect of the movie is a big part of that too, because it mm-hmm. gives him like more like a motivation for him like fighting his character, something he cares about. And I, I think it's just all built up to a much more sympathetic Kong, like we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Like, also, they do a lot of really funny comedy with Kong that endears him. I feel <laughs> oh, like. oh yeah, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> this movie is a lot of which I, I know a lot of people have issues with, but to me, I think it adds a lot mm-hmm. to Kong personally and makes him more endearing than how seventy six did him. At least yeah. to me. I think the thing with comedy movies like this is that it's it's all about a balance. It's not that you can't have comedy. It's about knowing when to take parts seriously and when to, you know, have some like levity or like, you know, calm moments. Because there's there's a there's a lot more serious moments in this movie, but also, you know, a lot of really funny moments with Kong. And just in his mannerisms and things he does, like some of his random interactions with Lady Kong. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, <laughs> you know, like when he's like walking out through the city, someone hits him with the fucking golf ball, he's just like, bruh, like what? Like it's just a lot of like really funny moments like that that make you make it more endearing. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is also, I feel like it adds to the charm of the film personally. Like I love all the hijinks with Georgia in this. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think that also just all comes back around to um just how different this movie is for a King Kong movie, because it's like only the second one I think to not be a direct or at least to not have elements of a remake, I guess of like the original one. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. Cause well, like, like because I feel like there is some goofy stuff in the in the original movie too as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree too. Oh, son, I, dude. Oh, go on, crash first. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because like you know, for one, this movie's not an island, so he have more. He has a much bigger chance to like interact with like people on the mainland, and it's just really funny how the second he starts rampaging in Georgia, there's immediately like a whole like random militia that gets built up <laughs> to try and hunt down King Kong. And it's like that's so perfect. That's mm-hmm. we we if you you if you know Pokes, our friend here on the channel as well, Jurassic Games. We asked him he lives <laughs> in Georgia, and I was like, Pokes, if King Kong did escape in Georgia. Would the local townsfolk really like build up an army to take him down? And he was like, "Yes, yes, they like, very confidently." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that element of the movie was really funny. Because, it's very, it, mm-hmm. I think it added an element of like humor while keeping like Kong himself more serious as well. Because it's just like, in the mm-hmm. humor of what the people are doing, and I think that was really funny. Yeah, it's it's definitely like to me something which it makes the film more than just a generic like. King Kong film, I guess, because I think at this point, while there's not as many as Godzilla, you are starting kind of starting to run into that same similar stuff. Yeah, like at, we, the King Kong thirty three story itself has gotten work into like five movies at this point, so or four, I'd say, because you have thirty three, part of it in King Kong versus, another small part of it in like escapes and elements throughout that, and then seventy six. Mm-hmm. That's like four movies with that like basic story implemented into it, and it gets very repetitive. And the fact that this one was like the only seven, the only like thirty three stuff that did is just the recap at the beginning, 
and everything else is just like practically original, except for like some elements of Son of Kong, which. Mm-hmm. Which, um, which is what I was, was going to say. I feel like this one feels very like unique, like you were saying. I feel like it's the first one that's finally breaking from the mold since Son of Kong. Yeah. Like your thing. But go on, Crash. Yeah. It's just a much more like original one as well in terms of setting, like motivation, characters. It, it's just a fun one, a different one, especially from what we've seen so far. And that, that I think that's also part of what makes it stand out and much be much more enjoyable in general, especially compared to 76. I'm sorry I keep referencing 76, but it's just coming from that one. It's like, wow, it's a lot more enjoyable. I'm a... Yeah, but yeah, Don, go, do you have anything to say about all the stuff we've been talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I just agree. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Oh. I think it's really interesting how they got a lot more out of Kong here, making them more. Um, the humor works really well. Kind of reminds me of like an MCU movie. Uh, I won't say which one on Star Wars in the co- comments, but like <laughs> one that has better balance uh, between the humor <laughs> and action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, <laughs> in, in like serious moments, there's no like lol joke. Mm-hmm. At least here, especially like in the ending, and that's much appreciated here. I think they balance yeah. it very well. Mm-hmm. And they definitely do a really good job making this story stand out and justified. So all the new stuff feels very like it's different, but it's not like so different that it doesn't feel like King Kong. Yeah, I'd say so. Like it keeps the like the the core elements of King Kong. Like as a series and a character, but does a lot more with it than what we've seen from the past mm-hmm. fifty years of Kong, as much mm-hmm. besides like the Toho stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think uh, did you say you already said your piece about Kong, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, me, yeah, yeah, no. uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, which 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 I guess brings us to the other big Kong in the movie, Lady Kong. <laughs> oh boy, Lady Kong. Yeah, when I when I first saw Lady Kong, I was like. <laughs> I was really surprised, but um, yeah, Lady Kong is another Kong, a female Kong who lives in Borneo, not on not on Kong Island as they call it. But, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Lady Kong is interesting, a uh, female counterpart to King Kong, and they're the same species, and they immediately become super infatuated with each other, and I yeah. think that's. One of the really interesting elements of this movie, we get we get um a good few scenes of just King Kong and Lady Kong. Just I, I still think the Lady Kong name is kind of dank, but <laughs> it, it's that's her official name, I guess. But um, yeah, we have a lot of scenes with them just interacting with each other, and I find a lot of them really cute and endearing. They're just this little Kong couple with two Ks, just just chilling out and just enjoying each other's presence. Yeah, like I sing that. Like I like oh. Like Crash, when me and you were talking about this before the, like we said, or well, I said, I think the moment you introduce like a spouse or a companion for a character, it it really fleshes them out per se and makes them more sympathetic and endearing. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I would agree as well because it it's something you can all relate to, Bonnie. You know, someone you care about, someone you love, and just seeing that with another character like that gives you that that what's what's the word. It's not endearing. It's if it's I don't know if it's like relatable. It makes you sympathize with Kong more. He has someone he also cares about and loves. They both care about each other. Mm-hmm. And just inherently that makes him a much more 
sympathetic character. And that's what Lady Kong does all throughout. And, like, their relationship is a big part of the movie throughout. Because, I mean, cause they both get kidnapped. Like, not, not kidnapped, mm-hmm. I guess, contained individually. And they break out for each other. The army's constantly trying to be like, nah, get back here. And, like, bringing them back. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. She she was not an interesting element of this movie. Could have been called Bride of Kong, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Considering how big of a part she plays in it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. She... Was it was cool? Her, her design is kind of funny though. <laughs> they gave her mm-hmm. big monkey press. Yeah, <laughs> Which is, that is not that, that is not, <laughs> not that biologically good. accurate. <laughs> what, which is very funny. Yeah, but I mean, have any of something to say about it? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Lady Kong is interesting. Oh, uh, I really like her design. Oh. Uh, it- Besides that kind of dang detail right there. Yeah. Um, Whenever you do kind of like sexual dimorphism in um, fiction, you always kind of run the risk of kind of making the female counterpart look a little goofy Mm -hmm. or a little too girly. The female (laughs) Night Fury and Power Training Dragon 3. Anyway. Lady Kong here. uh, She looks good. She looks like a gorilla, like Kong. Yeah, I was gonna say besides, yeah, besides the breast, like she just looks like another Kong, and I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. Basically. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And personality-wise, I feel like they did a good job, kind of making her feminine, but like still, she's still a creature, very much. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She still acts like Kong does. She's still just as um destructive, but she does have. She is a bit more like. I guess like calm and like, ooh, I don't know. She's she's a bit feminine, but it's not like in a way that's oh, like. Yeah. It's not yeah. just like oh look how girly she is. Like yeah, they don't they didn't put like a bow on Lady Kong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's not she's not Miss Pac Man. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Miss Pac Man fans. Yeah, <laughs> like like the only thing they really do with her is give her the not biologically accurate breasts. But 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 that's far from the worst thing. Something else I do love, like with her like with her design though, is that they give her orange hair to make her different from Kong's black hair, mm-hmm. which I think yeah. is a nice little detail that sets her apart. And the funny yeah. thing I know I know a lot of people complain about Lady Kong in this, but I don't think it's that drastic. Personally, yeah. like I like I don't think it's that big of a jump to shark when people say it is. It's not that weird. I mean, yeah, like it's you like. Know. It's not like the the concept of a female Kong is like some out there outlandish thing. I don't think. I mean, Kong mm-hmm. exists. Like he had to have a mom, I imagine. So it's like <laughs> it's it, it's 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 not like some crazy leap in logic. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Kong stuff uh, always kind of implies that like Kong's the last of a species, and we saw like Kiko and Son of Kong. So mm-hmm. having a like crash having a female Kong isn't that ridiculous i always say this kind of stretches her being in borneo but yeah <laughs> they do yeah, yeah, funny enough they have that they have a line they're like oh yeah so we're thinking like kong island of borneo were like one single landmass in the past mm-hmm. and i was surprised and i was like <laughs> okay i i thought they just weren't going to acknowledge that at all but... i know right i was so, <laughs> was so funny because me and because like we were getting on the with, with that we were like oh ha ha look at them they're they're they're, they're they completely messed up and just had them on borneo but then they explained it. 
I know, <laughs> with little little passing lines. Like, okay, that's like I got the coolest way to justify this. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, ladies, mm-hmm. Kong's present, I think, is fine. Oh, not yeah. to cut you off, Crash, but I forgot to mention something for Kong. Mm-hmm. Kong kills people in this movie really graphically. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, I was really surprised, <laughs> especially with like some of the humor. This movie got really fucking gory sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's fucking him up. It's a good thing they shot it first because he's really fucking him up. <laughs> yeah. There's that one guy. He just fucking snaps in half. Like goddamn. Like then, the, then 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 there's the other guy which he eats. He just eats. Yeah. <laughs> just takes a chomp out of him. Spits the head out. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and, and also, I forgot to mention this first movie where Kong fights the military, like in a big fight kind of sense. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I, I've never thought about that before. That seems like a really obvious thing, and obviously, he has fought like you know, like planes before, but like not like a big organized like military thing, like you like you usually see in like a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. So that that was a natural, nat- a natural step forward, I would say for him. And yeah, yeah that seems that was pretty nuts because. Luckily, they didn't even like buff Kong that much. Like he gets pretty fucked up when he fights the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the song I was gonna try. Was like the fact that they didn't like make Kong bulletproof or anything. He's still just as vulnerable as he always has. So they end up being really creative in this with how Kong, um, well, escapes <laughs> from situations. <laughs> he escapes a lot in this movie. That's not King Kong escapes. <laughs> he escapes like what? Two or three times. <laughs> yeah, because he escapes from the lab, and he escapes from the rock trap. Pretty sure he escapes from somewhere else. He, yeah, he he escapes from the lab again. I guess Lady Kong escaped. Their combined escaping is a lot of escaping. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Kong, fun. Lady Kong escapes twice too. Like you just said. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can talk about the final Kong in this movie, Little Kong. Oh yeah, or, he doesn't have a name. Or Kiko. Kiko. No, he has no name. But so we're just reusing this other Kong names. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Why not? That works. That stuff to me, weirdly enough, is like the most emotional stuff in the movie for me. I, I would agree too. Like you, like, like, like Crash, I'll let you go ahead because I was so surprised. <laughs> with it. Yeah, uh, surprisingly of all movies, uh, by the end, the end of this movie, the military is right there. Lady Kong's like about to give birth but the military shows up and they're about to like pretty much take him out. And mm-hmm. so Kong in his last act of defiance before his heart goes out, he goes to fight all the military getting pretty fucked up in the process to save his little son from being born and that that was there was enough investment for me and emotional <laughs> strength there that I actually teared up when he died <laughs> after. Yeah, because like like his death to me, Kong's with with Kiko is so surprisingly emotional. Like just it's so it's so like here's this thing. It's kind of dank to say it out loud, but like the bit where like they're telling. I'm a Lady Kong to show Kong Kiko and telling Kong to touch. <laughs> like it sounds really dank. Like when you just say it, but somehow in the movie, at least for us, it worked. Yeah, it executed very well, I would say. And like they, they, they keep it serious. There's no like, there's no humor there. Like Kong is mm-hmm. dying; he's got tears rolling out. Yeah, Kiko wakes up, runs, like hugs his hand. It's yeah. It was it was it was very emo- it was surprisingly emotional for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just in general, it's a, it's a very feelsy scene. And I was really surprised that I was crying 
at this King Kong Lives movie. <laughs> but they did something. It did something right then, and uh, really got me. Because, like I said, they build up to it. You sympathize with this Kong, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stakes there. And uh, you mentioned this before, and like, and what Kong's last defined defined moment of saving his son and wife. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's uh, like the way like, the way you say, it, okay, it sounds a little bit dang because it's a giant gorilla, but somehow in the movie, it works the fact that Kong is fighting to save his son and dying in the process from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good scene. But yeah, and so even though Kiko has very short scenes, impact is big there, and it's also funny because it truly makes a sequel into um, Son of Kong the remake. <laughs> <laughs> the only time some of Kong's been been remade. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the, the we we said this before in the Son of Kong episode, I think, but like the elements there are very interesting and like prime for redoing in some fashion. And I was surprised to see them do it here, uh, even though they like they kind of save it for the end, but it works really well there. Because I'd say like mm-hmm. the sun is a good motivation for Kong, and then we get we get a nice scene at the end of them like Lady Kong and Kiko just like yeah. living out their life in Borneo. Which also, which also, it's part of what makes um, uh, Hank from who, who we were talking about earlier so likable, in my opinion, is the fact that he buys that sanctuary for Lady Kong and and King Kong and their son. Yeah. So he doesn't know that the son's on the way, but he spends mm-hmm. all the money he got from giving them Lady Kong to. By the way, when he sells Lady Kong to the university, like yeah. He, it, <laughs> it, it shows that he's not an asshole. Also, I did want to say, I forgot to mention earlier, the humans. The romance is so much better between them oh, than sure. than Jack and Dwan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because they actually develop it, even though this movie has less time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of like because I mean, for the most part, of this movie they're like always together by that point, working together trying to get the Kong. They have a lot of like cute, funny character moments together, and they they bond over like what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more natural than like your Jack and Dwan's. Because like I said, even then, even like there. Juan just does not act like an adult, so like it's it's weird to be like oh like you're falling in love with her, this this this, this like childish character, mm-hmm. and so and Hank and Amy you know they're both they're both level headed adults, even though they yeah. They, they, yeah take time to like to grow the relationship, so it's a lot more natural, and it's sort yeah but yeah that's it pretty much. <laughs> wow, what else is there to talk about? We we flew through this ironically. <laughs> No, it, it's it's a short movie, but it's it's packed mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, there, <laughs> there's a lot of really. Fun oh movies. wait, I forgot. Ton, what did you think about everything we've been talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm for, like, talking leaving you out. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's fine. I get it. No, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, something I really liked um, with the ending and kind of the baby Kong is that um. It's, it's almost feels like such a subversion, kind of what you'd expect from this kind of movie. Like, you almost want that kind of the Lost World Jurassic Park ending, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, the you had the Papa T Rex and the baby T Rex, and they help them escape, and they're happy together on the um, island. But and you almost kind of want, and this movie almost makes you want that sort of ending for the Kong family. Mm-hmm. Because they make them very charming, cute together, and that final stand is just so emotional. Um, it works surprisingly well, but then it's like the the fact that they pretty much set up Kong to be doomed really kind of mm-hmm. surprised me. 
and the fact that he dies at the end, like in such a like a brutal way. Like I had seen this scene kind of out of context once before we watched this, and I thought it looked kind of goofy. But seeing it in context within the movie, mm-hmm. it's it's a really effective moment because it's just like like you and Crash said, it's just very emotional, very like grips your heart, and then like. Even when you get to the end and you see, you know, Lady Kong and Baby Kong um, back in Borneo in a reserve happy, you still notice the absence of Kong. and uh, It just works really well. Like, like I said, this movie just, this movie makes you care about its characters, like mm-hmm. both human and kaiju, which is, uh, I guess the reason it's surprising to me is that usually Western monster movies aren't as interested in kind of building up the emotional element of the monster. Yeah, I feel like they're usually more invested in the humans than the than the kaiju as characters. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of where like I get kind of the Jurassic Park vibe with this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I know I keep bringing out Jurassic Park, but it's really <laughs> Jurassic Park, where it's just it makes you care about the Kongs like you do the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, which is mm-hmm. something I, that made this movie very charming to me. Yeah. And I think like it's also just very different from like a, a Kong movie in general for the most mm-hmm. part, because like obviously there's a lot of like other emotional parts of the movies, but it's like the first one to like really build up Kong mm-hmm. like and his family like that. Yeah, and that's what makes it stand out as it does. And I, and I'm real. Oh, sorry, oh. I continue. Oh, no, I was gonna say, and I'm really glad that they won so unique this movie. Like a bunch of people complain about that. I think it was actually a nice breather. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know what what did people like want from it? Did they want another remake? Like I don't know. They they I'm just happy to see any like original take. And, like like, like I get Kong 76 wasn't the best, but I feel like people's issues when it, it is isn't that it's sequel to Kong 76, it's that it's like so silly, but like I kind of like that and I feel like like I don't think okay, to put a hot take here. It's not like Sor Ragnarok which doesn't know when to get serious. <laughs> like, 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 it knows when to stop the jokes and to be serious. Yeah, it, that, it, that's the big mm-hmm. thing. And like, its goofy moments aren't anything that outlandish either, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no like, like Hanna Barbera like sound effects, like Kong flipping <laughs> on the. They're, they're silly moments, but they're not like in your face, and they don't like drag them out. They're very quick and snappy. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Like, like you know, Kong, like, stepping on a car. And I guess, like, oh, my dad's going to kill me. Or, I don't know, the, the golf ball one always kills me. Cause, like, the golf ball like, one is so it. funny. It <laughs> just hits him and she's like, what? Or, <laughs> or even, like, um, when he when he wakes up that one town in Georgia and everyone's just like, bro. Like, he's just, like, fucking yeah. running away. Oh, the oh, wait, funniest oh, when bit from that. The, <laughs> the funniest bit with that to me in the Georgia town waking up scene is when that guy just drives in motorcycles from Kong for no reason. It's just so like funny. Like, it's so random and dank, but it's so funny. And I feel like... Or like mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Or, um, you know, at the end with the barn. Like, when yeah. he gets up there. And they're having, like, everyone's just like, oh, wow, this tea's real good. This drink's real good. They're just chilling. Everyone's, like, running away. And these two guys are just, like, having a casual conversation. <laughs> Kong just, like, rolls up on him. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I get why people wouldn't be down with that, but I personally find it funny and endearing personally. Yeah. 
it, it doesn't like take away from like Kong as a character because like I said, for most of those, they don't like demean like Kong. They don't make him like the butt of a joke. He's mm-hmm. just there for the humor or like or like as a part of it. And like, okay, see to me the difference between Godzilla vs. Megalon and this is this has a plot and it's trying to do something. <laughs> Megalon's like, uh, stuff. <laughs> stuff happens, I guess. And like that's why to me I prefer King Kong Lives. For me, I'm more just surprised at how negative people are about this movie is the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I can totally get people not being into it, but like the extreme amount of like dislike and like hatred for it really surprised me. And it makes me wonder if a lot of people have actually like even seen it or I know, right? kind of went into it going like this this is sequel seventy six, it's gonna suck. Cause like yeah, it's not like the most amazing higher up, but like it's not zero percent raw and tomatoes bad. At all, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't get like the extreme vitriolic hatred towards it. Like it's the worst, the worst, worst monster movie ever. Mm-hmm. It just really surprises me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I was just, I was just thinking for a second. My bad. Um. Uh, like I feel like this movie and 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 Gamera Super Monster. Are the most um like hated kaiju movies of all time? Probably upside alongside G ninety eight, but even G ninety eight has more defenders, I'd say, than King Kong Lives or um what do you call it? I'm um, a Gamma Super Monster, and I just don't get why this one elicits that much hatred. It's it's really confounding to me, honestly. And I feel like part of it might be just that word of mouth. Oh, this one sucks. This one's awful. Yeah. And people not even watching it because I know for me, I'm not gonna act like that wasn't me. I saw this movie was awful <laughs> people watching it yeah. because of everything that people said. So maybe it's a lesson here: watch a movie before you have a take on it. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Seriously? Have an opinion on something you've actually engaged with? What? No, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like I think you can say the ideas don't work for you, but I feel like until you see the execution, you can 100% like, say it. Yeah, I I would agree too. It, it, it's, just, it's just so extreme to me. I mean, like, we we watched Giant Claw. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Giant Claw has a bigger Rotten Tomato score than this, and I, w- I would watch Lives over Giant Claw any day. Wow, really? <laughs> Giant Claw was so boring to me. I'm sorry. Well, we talked about that in the episode. Oh, oh yeah, Check we out did. Giant Claw episode if you want to see more thoughts on that. But, the, um... the one with the one with one the least amount of downloads. So definitely check out Giant Claw. Exactly. So watch our Giant Club. <laughs> the funny thing is, Scratch, there is no there is no Rotten Tomatoes for Giant Claw. Nobody did 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 a review. Oh wait, the Street people did did reviews for it, but it's too low to give it a tomato meter. But just by these three, it would have a it would have a higher RT score. Of course, yeah. I mean, just any, anything above zero will inherently be a bigger score. <laughs> exactly, which is wild to me. Like, like ten Ron reviews, not one positive. Oh my god! But that's also a lesson. Don't listen to Ron Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, like cause that's the thing for me. I, I've said it before. Like, I'd rather watch something at least interesting and fun than something really boring. And at the very least, I think that's what lives can offer. You know, it's it's fun. It's weird. Even if you don't like it, I think you can at least have fun with how like dank it gets, or like the humorous or dumb stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. It it's nowhere near as bad as people make it out to be. It's not perfect, but like 
chill, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. And I guess also, like I was saying, I think people should probably watch movies before giving takes on movies. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, let me bring up one, one more segment. We mentioned this earlier, but uh, once again, with Kong naming conventions, they call Skull Island Kong Island. In this yes! Movie. That is so funny <laughs> to me. I guess that's it. And also, I think I wasn't paying attention. Did they even call him King Kong in this one? No. They, they might have said it like once or twice, but I don't remember it. It's very interesting because the King Kong name seems to not even like be like a name. They, mm-hmm. It's more like a title than anything. With all the movies, with all at least with the American ones, they 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 tend to call him Kong for the most part. I guess King Kong's kind of wordy for them, but yeah, it's it's still really interesting to me how often they they just call him Kong. Which I guess makes sense why like King Kong just is not used at all in the monster first. But like not even for the titles though, like they always put in the titles at least. Yeah, so, but I guess they can get away with it now that we've seen these and learned. Even in the movies, they 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 call him Kong for the most part. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of funny to me. But But wow, I can't believe it. We're almost done with Kong. We only have we only have two more episodes. So Crash, I'm curious, what's your what's your rating so far? Um not rating, ranking so far of, of oh, the Kong films. I haven't done that. I will bring it for the next episode. Okay. <laughs> this is totally planned, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well we're we're a very well planned podcast. We're not spontaneous <laughs> at all. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, does does anyone have anything else they want to say about King Kong Lives? Um, he doesn't do much living in this movie. He, he kind of dies. <laughs> the title's wrong. King Kong dies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. False advertising. I want my money. Oh, dude. wait. Oh, Con. wait. Yes. Yep. Do, do, do you have any, any thoughts on um, uh, what we were talking about with the Ron Tomatoes stuff and, and all that other? Oh, yeah. Uh, first off, fuck Ron Tomatoes. <laughs> Stop being drones. Right? <laughs> so called free thinkers when the. Rotten Tomato scores rolling. No, but really, it's like <laughs> I, I think it's important to kind of just you know don't be afraid to have your own thoughts on movies. like even if you don't like something like I dislike playing movies that are really popular. I'm not gonna say which, but <laughs> okay. No, but um, it's like and you can like stuff that's unpopular. It, it, it's okay, it's okay, son. You could say Spider Verse, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> outing ton for everybody. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in Spider-Man Roundtable coming in 2027. <laughs> but for, in regards to King Kong Lives, I think, you know, I can see why people aren't huge on this one. Like, maybe it, it, it is kind of hammy. It is kind of silly. And if you're not looking for that in your giant monster movie, you're not going to like this one. Mm-hmm. But if you... If you're just looking for like a fun, rompy, giant monster movie, like that's a, that's the thing a lot of people even say. It's like, oh, I th- I think giant monster movies are dumb. I just like dumb fun. It's like this is the dumb fun giant monster movie right here. I know, right? And like, well, well, they'd probably complain that there's too much human stuff. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's like. I have fun with this one. I think other people would too. So you give mm-hmm. give it a chance. And like but, I, we mentioned, mm-hmm. we were watching it, but um, it kind of gives us like Fukuda like show of us in a way. It has that like fast paced, fun energy to it. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. if, if you like a lot of cheesy show stuff, you probably get some enjoyment. Out of it. Very yeah. Nice. 
Definitely. All right, I guess. Oh, wait, Crash. Wait, did, did have... they... Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was going to say. They won. You pointed this out, but they brought back monsters jumping into oceans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kong because... jumps into the, into the river. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice... That, that nice bone they threw me. I was happy about that. <laughs> I didn't even notice until you brought it up because it was dead for like 20 years. I know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. let me see. But unfortunately, Kong, I don't think there's any rocks in this one, though. That's. Oh, uh, no, he does. Oh, he does? Yeah. Well, he's he on picks... the mountain, yeah, when the, like, the army's there and he, like, gets. Oh, yeah. Him. Hell yeah. Kong crash, <laughs> crash, crash, crash got bone of his desires. I. <laughs> we we forgot it. to mention it back in, in Kong Escapes too that you got that back as well. I know, right? If only we had a monster's peeking over cliffs moment too. But one day we'll get them all. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd say that's that's kind of it for lives now. So it's a short, shorter movie, shorter episode, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Did this episode was as like wild and all over the place as King Kong lives? I know this was a really <laughs> random tangent filled episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not our most... <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess we should close it out. I'm a crash. Did you want to give your closing thoughts? Yeah. Um. Yeah. King Kong lives. It's better than you've probably heard at the very least. It's not like some great, amazing, movie, but mm-hmm. what it was a lot of fun. It's a very original Kong movie, and it got me to cry. So <laughs> that that there has to be something good there for you to enjoy. So I would recommend it, especially if you like '76. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, guess, I guess if you like 76, you might not like this, but... Why <laughs> yeah, like because it's like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like 76, there's your issue. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with it. It's a fun one. It's a really unique Kong movie, too. So at the very least, you mm-hmm. get something different out of your Kong, you know? It's not yeah. climbing the Empire State Building here. So, yeah. I, well, he didn't climb it last time, Crush. <laughs> okay. He's not climbing any... Does he climb a building in this one? No. He no. Doesn't. No, okay. He's not climbing any buildings in New York. That's all I gotta say. So, <laughs> yeah, I would recommend it. It's it's fun. So yeah, it's on. Yeah, um, King Kong lives. It's it's fun. I liked it. Um, if you like, you know, more rompy giant monster movies, or you just want a King Kong movie that feels different. Um, I'm I'm starting to notice the trend of me being fond of kind of like the non reboot. Kong movies mm-hmm. like Son of Kong, King Kong Escapes, Godzilla versus King Kong. They're all very fun movies, and this one was it was a surprise. It's really charming. Um, definitely give it a shot. I recommend it. Um, I kind of hope if we get more Kong stuff in the future, they kind of look at stuff like Son of Kong and King Kong Lives for instead of just rebooting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to see that too. Mm-hmm. So de- definitely, uh, one of one of the ones I've enjoyed more this roundtable. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I feel like I have one simple statement: Stan King Kong lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and those are my closing thoughts. All right, this has been episode five of the Kong Roundtable. Next time. We will be discussing King Kong 2005 because these movies don't have creative titles. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we're not and... watching Mighty Kong? <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> we are not watching that. That does not count. That's barely official. That's like peak bootleg. <laughs> Kong movie. Damn. 
<laughs> we'll do, we'll have a mighty Kong roundtable specifically for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like I said, next time we'll be discussing King Kong 05. Thank you for listening and have a good night.